When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Happy Around the League and What Chaos Wednesday here on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Thanks for being with us. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabassi. And if you're watching us on YouTube, thank you. You can see the beautiful face of DJ Bean standing by. Before we get to him, make sure you smash the like button on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube page. Podcast listeners, subscribe, follow, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and do all those same things for the What Chaos Podcast. DJ, thanks for being with us, man. How are you? Good. Why aren't I wearing my... I have some Marion Hosa merch somewhere around here that I should be donning in celebration of the guy. Yeah, I mean, if you just want to carry your camera around and, and find it, we can get a little <laughs> MTV Cribs-style uh, search for your uh, host of gear. That's fine. Absolutely, except <laughs> if it were MTV Cribs, it would be a place where I didn't actually live, and it would be a lot cooler. That's true. That's true. You That's know that true. all those were bogus, right? No. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forget man. who said it. They, uh, uh, The singer JoJo oh. said that they were basically like... Well, What's the nicest house that you know that you like can get access to? And she was like, uh, my grandparents. And they were like, cool, gussy it up, pretend it's your house. And <laughs> next thing you're going to tell me, Santa Claus isn't real. Well, for a while, people who were wearing red and white hats were, uh, people didn't want visits from those folks. It's, uh, yeah, fair enough. That's true. It's a political joke. That's true. Yeah. By the way, um, I should mention, as you go woke uh, and virtue signal on our show, um, that the the house Peyton Manning's in for the Manning cast is his neighbor's garage. Really? Yes, it's not even his house. Yeah, let's just let's just spill all the <laughs> secrets today. This is, this is wonderful. All well, right, we're gonna should, fight. Last thing, you guys should check out the BBC show. Uh, this is my house. It's a show where three strangers claim to live in a house. And a celebrity panel, and it's a BBC show, so I don't know who the celebrities are, have to guess whose house it actually is. Riveting program. That's, that sounds awesome. That sounds great. So are you actually <laughs> calling from Pete's house? Is that the gimmick we're yeah. running here? Right yes. Now? Yes, <laughs> exactly. I didn't no, see I any Christmas. Pete would have a Ween poster in his uh, house, uh, which is behind my head. There's no Christmas decorations up either, so. Mm. <laughs> I'm looking at, I'm sorry, I'm distracted by the comments that are already angry about me making fun of Corey Crawford. You stepped Uh, stepped it, buddy. I just think if you have a national hockey podcast, you should know something about hockey. I thought this was the (laughs) week where we're supposed to drag people named Corey. I thought that that everybody was on limits. 
Yeah, that's the second half of the of the interview. Don't yeah. worry about that. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that. Watch out, Corey Schneider. We're coming but, for you. I don't want to. Yeah. You didn't necessarily rip Corey Crawford, but I think you used the word mid, which is what we use to describe the Predators. Um, you know, I just it, it rubs us all the wrong way, and I will say that he is, in our minds, one of the most underrated athletes in Chicago sports history. And I think a lot of times um, he gets kind of credited, like you mentioned, Chris Osgood. It's like, well, he's just along for the ride while there's great teams in front of him. Greg, would you like to roll out your impressive stat yes. from the Jeremy Cowton era of the Blackhawks? Here's Hawks. all I have to do. <laughs> First of all, yes, the Chris Osgood. There's a lot of guys you can. I mean, for Christ's sake, Grant Fuhrer's in the Hockey Hall of Fame with an 887 save percentage. <laughs> all right? So, yes. But Corey Crawford played behind two really good teams those Stanley Cup years. He also played behind two garbage-ass teams because they were being coached by a, uh, a clown college dropout in Jeremy Colleton that played absolute zero defense. In those two seasons, the last two seasons of his career, he put up a 9-12 save percentage and a 2.85 goals against average playing behind Jeremy Colleton's defense. That is not a mid-goalie. I rest my case. Okay, mid is an overstatement because since saying, since having this conversation, I know what a lot of smart people do after they throw a take out there. And it wasn't even a take. This is, you guys wouldn't last a second in Boston. You'd be called so, so this is nothing. <laughs> calling a guy, calling a guy mid is a compliment is what I was trying to say. I was saying like, isn't it so great because every athlete is the worst, but this guy, he's mid. I was trying to sing his praises. This is all uh, just a yeah, misunderstanding. No, I kid. But I did go back and look, and his save percentages were higher than I remember. The thing is, though, and you can't do the look who he played behind, because he played behind Keith, Seabrook, Jalmerson, Oduya. Nick Letty was there? Like, it's not like, who else was there? Now that I've named a million defensemen. Was Sheldon Brookbank in the mix? Back then? Yeah. For a bit, yeah. I don't yeah. know if that helps your argument, but yes, he was there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, was, there was Brian Campbell and Eric Gustafson. Yep. Uh, That's... Yeah. You know, so good So we bad. had some, some real guys. I know that uh, I covered the Bruins, so there was some conversation that could be had with, well, if you play behind Chara, nothing you do matters because you're playing behind Chara. The Bruins didn't have the volume of, like, Great to elite defensemen. They had one amazing. They had one all-time defenseman, and then some good to really good defensemen around him. The Blackhawks had guys. Capital G, capital U, capital Y, capital S. So I would hope you can put up like a nine oh eight save percentage playing behind those dudes. I mean, he did. It was nine eighteen though. <laughs> What's that? Nine eighteen save percentage. That is. Se technically second best in Hawks history behind only Scott Darling, who only played a handful of games uh, in the grand scheme of things. I'll tell you what, I'm looking, a, at, a I'm friend sorry, I'm looking at 2011-12, and I am underwhelmed by this 903 mark. I think we got to hone in on that, focus on that. And what else? Uh, in 2005-06 in Norfolk, he uh, had an 898. Oh, yeah. I think that, yeah. I think this guy's worse than I thought. Hey, yeah, when he was when he was, he when he was 20 years old playing in Norfolk. There's, Bum. There's, 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 in, in all seriousness, I am definitely not saying he was a bad goalie, that he wasn't a starting goalie in the NHL, that he wasn't 
an average goal. Like, he was a good starting goalie, and he was playing on an incredible team, and as a result, he won the Stanley Cup. So, sure, technically you could say he's underrated because maybe if he weren't in that scenario, he would make a bigger impression on people. How often, and be honest, how often did Corey, I keep wanting to say Perry, Crawford make an amazing impression on you because I watch those dominant teams just as an NHL fan, not as somebody who is watching every single game, but I was never like, wow, thank God they have that guy. I suppose that's what my point was. I think a lot of that is because Crawford was like so calm and well positioned in the net. He never really had to make that. No, we say that you steal that. That's, that's what we say about Tuca when we lie for him. That's what we say. <laughs> I would say the 2013 playoffs, which you should remember pretty well. He should have won the contest. He had a 1.84 goals against and a 932 save percentage in those playoffs, including the game where he gave up five glove hand goals, a game he won against the Tuca Rask. We all must bow. The Stanley Cupless Tuca well, Rask, by the well, way. Well, don't get me started. Don't get me started on the glove thing. I was never part of that. That happens <laughs> once a year with every. In every playoffs, there's a. You see, they scored. They've scored three goals on this guy. Glove side. Well, you mean like all their goals aren't going in short side? Like God. Yeah. So was, that drives me that crazy. That comes up. Fault. That comes up all the time. Uh, people. I remember people were doing that uh, about Carey Price one year, and I think that he was a pretty all right goalie. Right, but yeah, yeah. Okay. Wait, here's here's what I don't like. I was getting some. He's better than Rask vibes off you, you guys. That's not happening, right? I mean, two I mean, cups to zero, and and beating him head well, to head in the Stanley Cup like final. Philosophical thing. I don't. I don't. And you could say, well, that's because the team you cover doesn't win a lot. But I also follow the Patriots. Covered them like teams that won a lot. I do not measure t- players by how many championships their team won. I only do it when I say that Phil Kessel must be a, an all-time player because he won three Stanley Cups. And that dry, that blows people's minds because there are idiots who are saying Alexander Ovechkin would never win a cup. Really? If you had a team full of Alexander Ovechkins, they're not going to win a cup? That's a bad example because there is a team full of Alexander Ovechkins. They're called the Oilers, and they're not going to win a cup. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like People just decide this guy's a winner, this guy's a loser. If Zdeno Chara's hip isn't destroyed in game six. If Milan Lucic isn't doing the on-ice version of God Milan Lucic, what the hell are you doing? Who knows what happens in game seven of that series? And then is Corey Crawford any less of a winner? What did like what difference did he make in the two goals in 13 seconds? Seven. I've forgotten by this point. Yeah, 17. You give us too much credit. 17, 17 seconds. But you know what I'm saying? Like, does that happening which was all on the Bruins crapping all over themselves like an all-time choke job but (laughs) is Corey Crawford any more of a winner because none of that involved him yeah I mean he wasn't even on the ice for the game tying goal yeah I know he's watching from the bench yeah I my hatred for uh, (laughs) my like I lost my my respect when they when you know you, you guys had to give the the St. Louis Blues, their first Stanley Cup in franchise history. I mean, that was like the, the one time I wanted the Bruins to come through. They let me down. So that's just an unforgivable offense. So that's another one. Like, is is Jordan Bennington a winner? Because I was at that game. He's I watched a major that game. Loser. 
he was horrible in the first period. And the Bruins were hitting posts. They were shooting the puck right at him. And it was like, fellas, this is the St. Louis Blues here. And people were comparing the, the Blues to like other all-time great muscly teams and stuff. It's like, if Brad Marchand knows how to, and on the record, love Brad Marchand. One of the best dudes. Do with that what you will. Amazing guy. Awesome player. If he doesn't lose his mind and get off the ice and uh, and take a horrible line change, like, do the Bruins eventually get a first goal? Maybe. I don't know. But all these things end up equaling Rask loser, Binnington winner, and it's not that simple. No, we know. And I think... I hope our chat knows we're having good-natured fun with you. We're not oh, actually yeah, yeah. fighting with you. I'm doing actually. the Boston thing, though. I'm just yelling about yeah. sports. Yeah, there, there's some people that seem genuinely upset with you, DJ. And it's okay, everybody. DJ's cool. We like him. We're just having fun. Um, but let, let's get to the other, Corey. And and I've been interested. I, what I love about having you and or Pete on every week is we get to sort of run by uh, the Blackhawks' dilemma of the week past you guys and get a perspective from outside of the city. So just kind of in general from, you know, when we found out Corey Perry was was scratched to it being an organizational decision to now its conclusion, what did you make of the whole thing and how do you think the Hawks handled it? Uh, initially, I thought it was weird. I was a little curious. Uh, and then I was, I was like, Pete can tell you, I was irate on, would it have been Monday night? when Twitter was really having a field day with getting jokes off and everything. And I think that obviously the internet and social media doesn't just bring out the worst in us. It like inspires us to reach lows that we don't reach in any other, that they're like, aren't even what we are, you know, like we become subhuman. And I thought that the stuff that was, embarrassing probably at the very least for Connor Bedard but also like mortifying and he's a kid he doesn't know how to handle any rumors like this and the fact that people not only were making jokes about it but that this is something that people really kind of wanted to push and borderline wanted to be true I was like you know what call me a lame-o call me a wet blanket or whatever this sucks and I was Annoyed to be a hockey fan. I was annoyed to be a social media user. I hated that so much. And another especially bad part of it was I was like, damn, the Blackhawks have to address this. And some things are just so stupid and so ludicrous that you say, well, it's not worth touching. It got so out of control that I was like, I'm begging somebody to tell me that this isn't true. Like somebody please on the record say this isn't true. And if it was true, obviously that's another road you have to go down and there would be disgusting fallout and everything and all that. But I just hated that there was a too long a window, I would say, where one of the most important players in the NHL was kind of twisting in the wind with people dragging his name through the mud, his family's name through the mud. I thought it was horrible and I thought that Davidson had to do what he did yesterday. I think good on him. A, for holding that press conference, for saying what he said. I think that crying, obviously, kind of rings the bell of what I was saying before, of, like, who's winning and losing here? Because it seems to me the butt of the joke ends up being Connor Bedard, who didn't do anything. His family hasn't done anything. 
He hasn't asked for this at all. He has done absolutely nothing to draw any ire from anybody. He hasn't made a dirty play. He hasn't dogged it on a shift. He has been an incredible ambassador in an impossible situation. And one month into his career, let's throw this at him. Yeah. yeah. And you could see, I know you, I think you watched the presser last night and you could see Kyle Davidson was, when he walked into that room, you could feel his, I said last night, he was teetering between rage and tears. You know where you're just like so upset you can't even like really contain your emotion. And he did a good job of it, but he did lose it a couple times and got and got a little bit choked up. And he said, I feel like I'm wearing that, that that rumor happened. And I think like my thought is, okay, had they gotten out ahead of this sooner, could that have been prevented? Maybe. But now that we know kind of what the situation was where it involves a Hawks employee, they've got to protect that other party. And there's really nothing you can do. And I, I don't think media literacy is Kyle Davidson's responsibility. I think that's kind of an unfair burden to put on him. Um, yeah, these things happen. There's really nothing he can do. And the fact that he had to come out in his opening statement and say, this is absolutely untrue is ridiculous. And I, I, I I'll name him. Like I, I, I'm a fan of the guy, but Greg Wyshynski kind of winking at it on Twitter the other day saying, I hope Connor Bedard's got his notifications turned off. Dude, what are you doing? Like in 12 minutes, it had 70,000 impressions. It's just the whole thing was, was very sickening. And like you said, now every road city Connor Bedard goes to, he's going to hear meatballs screaming over the glass at him. Hey, say hi to your mom for me. Who's your daddy? Just like screaming at Connor Bedard, who did yeah. nothing wrong aside from ha- tackle every one of his duties with a smile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, Greg's a good friend. I will ride for that guy forever. He's the least malicious person I know. Uh, but I was pushing that on um, our guys about, like, hey, spreading a rumor isn't saying I believe this rumor spreading a rumor is acknowledging a rumor. So like let's, and we figured out like, how are we going to talk about this without somebody who doesn't, who hasn't heard this before saying, Oh, I ought to Google this thing and everything because like that, that is how the rumor spreads. So unfortunately something like that, once it's out there is going to spread anyway, because people find it too spicy and they want attention and they want to retweet or whatever. I'm not talking about Greg. I'm talking about, the people making jokes that were getting amplified and we don't know where this started other than somebody probably looking at the schedule or being a Blackhawks fan and saying, well, there was just a mom's trip. And then once that's out there, it goes from there. It was horrible though. And again, like the situation got terrible, but what was the best thing at 4 PM our time, my time, I think, Kyle Davidson could do. He could hold a press conference, denounce it, refute it on the record, and try to remind people that we're humans and that I, I, I'm trying to. I, I don't think that I'm just biased because of the Bedard thing, because I am such a fan of him and think that he's an incredibly impressive kid for the situation he's in. I would think and hope that we would feel this way about anybody that he didn't sign up for this. He'll probably have to wear taunts about, like, people... If he goes three games without a goal, people are going to start calling him a bust or something like that. Like, that stuff's going to happen because that's how awful fans can be. But there's awful and there's, like... I, I want a better word for immoral. But, like, I, I I don't fault anybody for 
finding humor in inappropriate things, dark things, whatever. We don't always have to agree on every single joke, but like this was something where I was like, what is the benefit here to keeping this alive? Yeah, it was a long day yesterday. Connor, you know, talked after morning skate. And I put the I put the the video of his his scrum out there on the show account, and people are asking me, "Well, how come you or nobody else didn't ask him about the rumor?" I'm like, "Are you like are you are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> like seriously? Like that's that's not how any of this stuff works." And and like it, it just you know, overall, the Blackhawks are an organization that learned from the sins of the past with this situation. They wasted no time in this and made the right call, but it's still not good enough for people. Well, people, people have this morbid curiosity that they need to know every detail. That's on you. Like, they did the right thing here. They, they quickly removed him from the team. They did their investigation. When the complaints turned out to be true, they said, we don't want this here. Zero tolerance, gone. But it's never going to be good enough for a lot of people. And I understand that. They, the Blackhawks earned that reputation. But something like this should show that, like, again, every time something goes wrong, we don't need to hear about the 2010 scandal because there is literally nobody left in the organization that was part of that. And I, I saw some stuff of like, well, you still need to say exactly what happened because if Perry did something uh, bad, he needs to be called out for it. Okay, cool. So let's say he did something bad and we want to call him out for it. Let's say what he did. What if it's something really embarrassing for somebody else? What if it, like, it, it could have affected another person? What if something bad that happened to somebody now is out in the world and when people see that person, they'll think, something that that person didn't want out there. It's because a Twitter user, like if Corey Perry did something bad, believe you me, he's paying for it because right now he's lost his job. And teams aren't responsible. Kyle Davidson and the Chicago Blackhawks certainly, sh certainly shouldn't be responsible for Twitter users not understanding that it's not just about them. Yeah, and it's also pretty standard HR procedure for any company, be it a professional sports team, a grocery store, an Amazon, you know, warehouse center. If someone gets fired for inappropriate behavior with another employee, they're not going to announce to the rest of the company why that person's gone. You're just going to show up and that person is gone. End of story. It's standard operating procedure. It's like I don't people think, "Oh, we pay Corey Perry's salary, so we have the right to know what he did. <laughs> yeah. No, you don't. No, you don't. Also, you don't pay his salary. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. You actually do not pay his salary. Yeah. Yes. Buffalo Sabre fan 14 who has never bought a Blackhawks ticket in his life. You do not pay his salary. Um, so, yeah, it's just a lot of people, you know, just want to get on high horses, and they'll be outraged over something in a couple of days. The next big thing will come out, and this will all forget about you know these yeah. rumors because there'll be more gross rumors about somebody else flying out around there. Yeah, I, I've just been disappointed by some of the major outlets that are typically on the right side of these things who are just a little bit just dug in as anti-Blackhawk, and no matter what they would have done here, it would have been wrong. I think as we look at it now, like they did what they were able to do, and they did it quickly. For him to go from power play one to out of the organization in six days, yeah. Not a lot of teams would have done that. It's setting a statement. So, it's yeah. setting a statement that uh, 
they have learned from their past and the, and what happened at, uh, under the John McDonough days aren't happening now. Yeah. And like I don't know if like nationally people want to hear this. I've said it on our show. I really like that organization. Like, I, I really like all like, we did some stuff with them uh, probably a month ago now. And like, really like very high quality people in there. So I get you hold the, the uniform, so to speak, meaning the history of the team against like maybe fans be like, Oh, well, once upon a time, this happened with your team, whatever. But like the people here now, hopefully aren't doing anything unconscionable like that. So like the people that are there right now are really upstanding, easy to deal with, accommodating, nice people. And that's from behind the scenes people to truly that roster. You guys will know better than me. That roster has some great, great people. So I am not in the rush. Everybody else is to say, Oh, typical Blackhawks because when I think Blackhawks right now, I think Connor Bedard and I think Nick Felino and I think Seth Jones and I think like a lot of really good people. So I, it, it doesn't, I, it makes sense in that like I understand why somebody would take any opportunity to say that the Blackhawks are a scandalous organization, but it isn't logical to say that something that happened 10 years ago means something bad is going to happen now with entirely different people. Uh, we know you got to go. Um, we had something fun for you. Should we save it till next week? I know you got to run. No, screw it. Who cares? You, you, my, you guys are my priority. I, I, I angered all of your listeners. <laughs> no, I, you're, you've won them over. By shining truth on how uh, Corey Crawford wasn't an NHL player. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, we know the uh, the NHL All Star Game is is having some uh, some changes coming up they're extending it uh an extra day they're bringing back the the controversial draft and it's going to involve some some celebrities i know you and uh pete kind of touched on it a little bit uh who the celebrities should be but i think who who would be the one celebrity you would want to see whether it makes sense or not in what the nhl could do um that you would want to see be involved in the uh in the draft oh boy i mean the one I threw out there yesterday was Rihanna because Rihanna wearing the Ottawa Senators jersey, God knows how many years ago, is, and I don't use this word lightly, the, the most iconic sight I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Rihanna, impossibly beautiful person, wearing an Ottawa Senators jersey and making it look better than anything has ever looked in the world. I want Rihanna to be the face of the NHL. Uh, I also would like, not just because, or actually entirely because me, Sean, and Pete just found out about this person like a week ago. Uh, you know who Tate McRae is? Heard of her. We do now. So Tate McRae is a Canadian recording artist who is uh, taking over the charts. And we found out about her because she uh, had, she has is wearing goalie pads on her album cover, but the goalie pads were backwards. And that pissed a lot of people off. And uh, it got us to check out her music. And now in the studio, all we do is listen to Tate McRae. But she's got like the most streamed song on Spotify or whatever. So I feel like they usually get uh, musicians who are like relevant-ish, maybe past their prime. I like the idea of them actually getting the hot big artist, a Tate McRae, a Justin Bieber. 
That would be so. Yeah, that'd be, be so un NHL like. Correct. Uh, yeah, be in the in the now. Who we don't we don't need to see Green Day again. Who was the? No, yeah, they're gonna get. Who's the guys that did the 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 Please Mr. Postman song? The, <laughs> I'm a rebel for a kickstand thing. That one. Yeah, Beyond, was that the well. trees? No, that was Portugal the man. They're gonna get Portugal the man. That's gonna okay. be. It's called Swag Rock. Like, it's all the same. Yeah, yeah. Not, I just remember watching one, one of the outdoor games a couple of years ago. They had the Black Keys, and the Black Keys had like eight guys on stage. And yeah. I was like, man, I'm old enough to remember when the Black Keys were two dudes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it would be cool to see them land a major star. Like I was like a couple of years ago, I'm like, wow, Keenan Thompson, he's relevant-ish. Yeah, but yeah. screw it, man. Get Taylor Swift in there. Just throw the bag at her and say, come on down. Supersonic's well, gonna re- reunite. She's not doing that. anything unless she gets the biggest bag imaginable. It's insane. You see, she's putting her uh, Eros Tour movie on streaming, and you have to pay for it. Of course. Like, of course. The, Why not? Don't get me started on Taylor's version. What an absolute racket that is. She re-records all these songs in the name of, oh, because somebody else bought my masters, and when you stream it, you're going to get their version. So now I'm going to make my version for streaming. Also, here, everybody that's already bought physical copies of it, I've made physical copies. Buy it twice. She's a real trickster, that one. Fun fact, you know who did that first? Def Leppard. They re-recorded all their songs to get the rights. Styx did it. Styx did it with uh, Lady in 1995 because uh, I think Tommy Shaw wasn't on that recording. So in 1995, they re-recorded Lady. I did a little research. I did a little research <laughs> about uh, Toronto-born celebrities and who they could pick. And like Mike Myers came up. I think that'd be like a legit good pick hockey he guy. Said him. Then I saw one name, and I was like, "Oh my god, they need to do this." I have no idea who this person is. She's apparently a Canadian rapper, and her name is Honey Cocaine. Let's make that happen. Hey, it is a hockey event. It is a hockey event. <laughs> uh, Honey Cocaine is the if, captain if of the were, Met- If this uh, were like the 90s, I would say, yeah. Honey but she's current. She's only right like 26 in. years old. She's like a current rapper, too. So the current music box checked. Cocaine box checked. See, I mean, it's perfect. And if you want buy-in from the players, you say, hey, Honey Cocaine's going to be there. Bam! They all show up. They're ready to go. <laughs> who do you think is? Who do you think they probably will go with? Because my lament yesterday was everything with the NHL is, and I love these people, but Will Arnett, yes, mm-hmm. John Hamm, yes, those types, and they, like uh, th- those two in particular are legends. I love them both so much, and I love that they love hockey. But they kind of do the same thing with the same script, and I think it's something that's forcing them by the NHL because I've seen Will Arnett off the cuff. He's hilarious. I've seen John Hamm off the cuff. Hilarious. When I watch him do NHL stuff, I want to pass away. So if you just don't keep getting the same guys, hopefully. Bring the, just bring the cast of Letter Kenny and let's have a party. Get the gyms in there. Yeah, gyms are such fun. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think that would be that would be fun. What's Rick Moranis doing these days? <laughs> oh, well, you He's know he was a recluse, and then he got beat up. Remember that? Yeah, he was he uh, like walking through New York, New York City. Yeah, he got like sucker punched. Him. Yeah, yeah, weird, crazy world we live in. All right, and well, Bill Burr got in trouble because he celebrated it. <laughs> because he, he, he said like nothing against uh, Rick Moranis, but New York City is back if people are like randomly <laughs> punching Rick Moranis in Times Square. You shrunk them kids. I remember. Yeah, that. knock him out. <laughs> All right, man. We know you got to go. Thanks for the extra time. We will talk to you Anytime. next week. Thanks, Love dude. you guys. Thanks for having me. All right, me. you too. Uh, thanks, thanks, that is DJ Bean, one half of the What Chaos podcast. Follow him on Twitter at DJ underscore Bean and What Chaos Show. 
Uh, we have a little bit of a development in the Corey Perry story. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to share it with you on the other side of this break. But first, we're going to tell you about Hero Bread. Yes, it's bread, and it makes you a hero because sure it's does. better for you. Uh, you know what? I've tried the cut carbs when I've been uh, trying to be a little more conscious um, of, of what I eat. And a lot of the like, low-carb, keto-friendly breads taste like shit. They do. Yeah. They're not good. They're dry. They've got no flavor. Well, that's not the case with Hero Bread. The texture is amazing. The flavor is amazing. You have no idea you're eating bread that's kind of good for you or less bad for you than other breads. If you need a low-carb option to fit your lifestyle or dietary constraints, founder Cole Glass baked 100 muffins per day before he found the perfect blend that fit his allergy constraints constraints that's an easy word to say that's what pushed him to start hero bread as i mentioned the text the taste and the texture it's great it's soft it tastes great it's got high fiber low ultra low net carbs and zero grams of sugar per slice plus this is what really makes them a hero you're going to get 10 percent off your first purchase at hero.co just by using the promo code chgo hero makes sliced breads, buns, and tortillas. So no matter what kind of sandwich-like meal you're having, Hero Bread has you covered. It's available over at Hero.co and also from Amazon. But make sure you're heading over to Hero.co because that's where you're going to get the 10% off by using the promo code CHGO. So just remember, that's Hero.co to save 10% today. And it's hard to believe we are this deep into the NFL season, and you've got to make every second count. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can make the most out of every game day. Bet on your favorite teams for a shot at winning big bucks, and new customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting five on any matchup. Here's one that caught my eye. The Eagles at home this weekend against the 49ers yes. are getting three points. And are plus 130 on the money line. I have questions. That's interesting. Yes. I mean, no doubt the 49ers are really, really good. But the Eagles are 10-1 and one at home coming off a win against the Chiefs. Yeah, Eagles are better, right? I would think. How are they getting and points? The, the Chiefs and the Bills in back-to-back yeah. weeks. Yeah. I mean. Is I'm, it because they're not wearing those awesome Kelly Green uniforms? They should wear and those. And they're like, forever. screw you. You're, you're now underdogs because you're going back to those ugly uniforms you wear all the time. They should wear them forever. They so should. I'm jumping on that one. Find your own odds at DraftKings and get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now. Use code CHGO. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just 5 bucks. On the NFL, only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Please pay responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for de- details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. 
All right, we've got a little bit of an update here from Frank Saravalli yeah. of the Daily Faceoff. Just published this to dailyfaceoff.com, uh, kind of running down the Corey Perry situation. Here's what he says, quote, According to sources, an alcohol-fueled incident involving Perry was alleged to have occurred in Nashville on November 17th, the night prior to Chicago's game against the Predators during a Blackhawks-organized corporate event that included sponsors and team employees in attendance. It remains unclear what allegedly what allegedly took place, who witnessed it, and who reported it to the team. So that's new. That's a new. lot of us had been hearing and assuming it had happened in Columbus between that Tuesday practice and that Wednesday game. Frank Saravalli now reporting the incident was at a corporate event on November 17th in Nashville. And the Blackhawks learned about it while in Columbus. Correct. I, learned that about is, that the is the now... Yeah clarification i guess of that because there would have been one game in between there was a game the day after so he would have played the nashville game and then that sunday the they next day they played buffalo the sabers and right. then it wasn't until they got then, to then they back were, home then right. they were home monday because remember that tuesday was the day he was out hanging out practiced, with all the kids yeah. practiced tuesday they left tuesday right. to go to columbus that's when wednesday they, he's out of the when, lineup that's when they learned about it so it my take on that is whatever happened didn't happen like publicly. It didn't happen in front of everybody at this event. It probably took a few days for whatever, yeah, whoever the complainant is to make the complaint, but they acted quickly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, it's it's a little bit of a little bit more clarity to uh, to the situation. I don't know if it uh, maybe not clarity. At least it's more information. To the situation and still I, th I i think the timeline of discovery to you know action of terminating his contract is it's still the same it's six days and it's 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 quick and you know i think a lot of a lot of what uh what we said you know yesterday uh last night uh, on, on the show and and kind of what we talked about with uh with dj earlier uh, it still it still rings true. I think you know as, as much as the Blackhawks were able to gather information and and act um, accordingly, as much as we all thought, hey, they should they should say more, they should be more clear on things. Um, you know, the it was pretty much the best that they could could do yeah. with with the information that they had with the with the uh, process in place that they had to go through uh to get to that point i think you know it's 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 as best as they could have done and and yeah i mean i you can't really control the internet from getting out of out of hand um but clearly it's it's something that the team felt needed to be uh dispelled and kyle davidson uh said that right away uh yesterday in, in his opening statement and um I'd try like, try to bring some 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 clarity, at least on that to get that out of the way, uh, so that the real matters at hand could be taken care of. I also think it's important to note for people that don't know and are not trained in journalism that when you see people that cover the team for a living, like Charlie Romeliotis and others, go out on social media that day and say this rumor is one hundred percent untrue. They're getting that from sources in the team. Yeah. The team can't officially come out and make a statement until all their ducks are in a row, until they know all the facts, until they've talked to the PA, until they've right. talked to the league. That's why Kyle Davidson waited to speak until yesterday, because he had to. 
He had to wait until all those things were set up for him to be able to go in front of a microphone and take questions. However, mm-hmm. league team representatives, the GM himself, whoever it might be, can go through channels to get that message out. That's what they did on Monday mm-hmm. when you saw definitively Charlie and others say this is 100% false. It's very safe to assume that Charlie is getting that information from team sources as he is a guy who is in the locker room every day and covers a team every day and and is around the leaders of the organization every day. Both Charlie and Phil Thompson made those statements. And yeah, from those two guys, I, that's, that's enough for me and it's enough for should be more than enough for anyone with yeah. common sense. I personally don't care if I ever find out what exactly happened. I don't care. And if something bad and happened. I don't know the if Black we ever Hawks will. Acted. And here's the thing. Like, the only thing that I think could have made things a little less weird was instead of just say, like, we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about it. It's just say we're in the process of investigating the facts and cannot divulge any information. Had they said something like that, or there's an ongoing investigation, so we can't say anything, Yeah, that would have at least sure. made it verbiage, a little less much. The verbiage could have changed a little yeah, bit. That's but the only it, thing split, I would have... But I it, it's a split of hairs at yeah. this but point. But I still, I still think, though, I agree with you, that would have helped. But by throwing the word investigate, that immediately fires up emotions of, is there something criminal here? Is there... God forbid another situation like Kyle Beach mm-hmm. or what Patrick Kane right. was accused of years ago. Like the word investigate then lights another fire of mm-hmm. what did Corey Perry do wrong? And maybe that's not even fair to court. Cause again, Wednesday, they get news of this Tuesday. They pull him out Wednesday. That's when they're beginning their investigation. Right. So for Kyle Davidson or, or Luke Richardson at the time was the one who said organizational decision he can't give any more info because if he says we're investigating incident with Corey Perry, all of a sudden Corey Perry's guilty and they don't know that yet. Right. They don't know that Corey Perry has done anything yet. That's why they're beginning the investigation. So really when you look back at it, all they can say is it is an organizational decision to sit him out for now, which is what they did. I know for me and for you guys and for everybody watching, it was an unsatisfying answer from them because Oh my God, what's going on? We need yeah. to know what's going on. But when you take a step back and take a deep breath and really look at the way they handled this, they did it right. Yeah. They did yeah. it right. Like there's not because even implying investigation, Corey Perry, immediately we see what people did about some bullshit internet rumor. If the organization uses the word investigate, Corey Perry is guilty. There is no other way around it. And no matter what they come out and say, Let's say they do the investigation and find out that it was a misunderstanding. They maybe they saw him yelling at somebody and it was and he was just joking around. And once they did the investigation, they said, Oh, okay, it was a joke. They're two buddies. They were just joking around sure. with each other, right? The investigations found nothing. Carry on with your lives. Anytime that anytime a, a word that points one way or the other, that's what the public is going to draw as a conclusion, yeah. right or wrong. So yeah. They've got to be so careful, and I know, like, it, you, they. I think they they really chose their words deliberately and carefully. They said organizational decision every time they spoke of it. Yeah, yeah well, and and it it was frustrating in the moment because yeah because because we're we're in a in a position where 
we have, you know, we, we go into locker rooms, we talk to coaches, Kyle Davidson, uh, Luke, uh, Luke Richardson, Jamie Faulkner, Danny Wirtz. We've had discussions with all of them. We talk to players. We, we have access with that. But our access is a little bit different. I'm pulling the curtain back. Our access is a little bit different in the way that we use it. We are not necessarily the scoops people. We are not the, the, the diggers into the information. There's other people on the beat that are, I think, a little bit more equipped to do that, and maybe that's more of their role. Well, they're beat so, reporters. We are not beat reporters. Right. We're, we're a different hybrid yes. of, of, of access. So for us, I think a lot of the frustration came from, you know, we have to talk about it, and we want to try and be as knowledgeable as possible. So... For us, it's it was this is a weird situation to navigate. This is a weird cloud of of information to try and, and sift through. I think a lot of our frustration came from we can't talk about this too educatedly as as much as we would want to to make sure that the right information is getting out there so that people who watch us, Blackhawks fans and, and, and whatnot, could also be as educated as possible. So a lot of that frustration I think came just from us being like well well we want to know more so we can do our jobs better and it wasn't that we, I wouldn't say it was necessarily we want to know more because we're entitled to know more because the Blackhawks are being deceitful or whatever that that was not the case so I think a lot of that came from that but you're correct in saying that as the week progressed and as information now became more public uh and especially after after uh Cal Davidson's uh, presser yesterday, it was, it was pretty clear that this was handled the best way that they could do with the information that they had throughout the week and going through the process of making sure that the right steps were taken. And a lot of the problem with the, with the people uh, blowback and, and we just live in a society now where people need to have their information instantly. And a lot of places will sacrifice being right in place of being first. Yeah. And, you know, you want to know right away. It's just it's, we're ingrained to knowing instantly. Something happens, boom, there's video on my phone of it happening, and we have an explanation. And sometimes you just you can't have that if you want to do it right. Yep. And so, you know, I'm sure as time goes on, more and more details will get out there, and the people that just need to know what happened, they'll be satisfied. Probably not. Those type no, of people are never won't. satisfied, but no, at least they'll get no. what they wanted out of this. I want pictures. I want video. So, you know, it is what it is. The organization is ready to move on, and we've talked about it now for a week. We've got the conclusion. Guess what? I'm ready to move on, too, unless, you know. Unfortunately, I don't think that that's going to be the case. No, it's going to be, but listen, there's, there's, I think this is a great, a perfect time for the Blackhawks to go on a road trip. <laughs> yeah sure so, like they're next they're, they're out of town through the weekend like mm -hmm. this is a perfect time to like all right we're out of the we're out of the city we're away from all that stuff where it's just us and you know hopefully they can they can you know they've won two out of three while all this was going on so hopefully they can you know get some some rolling and 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 uh you know uh to get detroit tomorrow night Patrick Kane no, will not no be in the Patrick lineup. Kane, yeah, no, Patrick Kane. He's not playing. Very, very, very likely he will not be in the lineup. Yeah. He is targeting, though, the Buffalo game next week. Yeah. Interesting. That'd be interesting. <laughs> and his dad doesn't have to go anywhere. Um, so, yeah. 
that's uh, and the people you know the people to trust when it comes to these things if you're part of the hockey social media scene you know who the people are that you can believe at least if, you if, should if you want the information you know you know who the people are yeah. well, and, and, and if you want the, the if you want the the lols and and the shit posting you also know where to go and you also know who you are if 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 the salacious thing is true you can count on the Saravallis, the Kaplans, the Freedmans, the Popes, the Lazaruses, the Powers, us to a certain extent, to gather the info, get the story, then give it to you. Right? Right. Whatever it might be. This, I don't know, this rush to jump in on stuff immediately as it happens and have these strongly formed opinions, I had to stop myself from doing that too. And I... I kind of feel bad about getting caught up in this stuff initially and getting mad about the way the Hawks were handling it before I had an understanding of what was going on. And I think a lot of that was like, like you said, my desire to inform the audience correctly, my desire to develop my own strong, like in, in level headed opinion on it. And I, I felt frustrated by the fact that I couldn't do that. Yeah. But trust the, trust the newsmakers that have made a reputation by going through the right steps on these things, gathering info, confirming, reconfirming, triple confirming before they go with a story. That's what you should want yeah. from your newsmakers and your newsbreakers. You should want them to make sure. And like I said, I said it yesterday when Emily Kaplan's report came out, I said I had heard similar, but I didn't feel strong enough to go with it. I didn't. And you guys would have done the same thing with the same information. You said, oh, all right, that's okay. That sounds like something it could be, but I just don't mm -hmm. have enough faith in this to go with it and give it to the audience because yeah. I don't have enough to trust it fully. That's what you should want from your media. And I know like the word media these days is it's like toxic and everybody hates it because it's become so politicized, but proper journalists have a method mm -hmm. of handling breaking news of going through the steps to verify and re-verify and triple verify. And you shouldn't want nothing less from the people you get your news from. Yeah, you might have to wait a little longer than you'd like. But look, I hope that the person at the other side of this story is never exposed. Yep. But from yesterday to today, we've gotten a lot more clarity on what happened with Corey Perry. And I don't think what Frank Saravalli reported today is going to be the last step of what's, been, of what's reported. Probably not. Probably not, because people still want to know. But, uh, you know, when it comes out, I'm sure we'll talk about it. Hey, the Hartford Whalers liked our tweet. Good for them. Yeah. All right. Nice. They're coming back. Um, is that just a fire up brass bonanza? Is that just a Hurricanes fan in an old shirt? I have no idea. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't open it, but I got the. Uh, I saw that notification. I got the too. notification. No, so, so say, if you wanted to maybe go see that Patrick Kane game against the Buffalo Sabres, is, is there a way you could get tickets for that? Uh, there is a way. And there is a, uh, a website that you could use if you want to go out to Buffalo and see Patrick Kane play for the Red Wings. Called Game Time, and they are able to uh, get you the best seats in the house at the best price in the house. Uh, if you've ever worried about buying tickets to any event, whether it's sporting event or music event or a comedy show or whatever, uh, you shouldn't have to worry. And that's where Game Time uh, steps in. It is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the events that you want to go to happening near you or in Buffalo. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, which are clutch, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guessing work out 
of buying tickets. Uh, I've gotten tickets through game time for uh, different events uh, around the city, and they have been uh, just, it's just a tremendous process to go through. Uh, they got great last minute ticket deals, uh, the flash deals, the zone deals, uh, easy ways to find tickets for every kind of event. And again, I love the low price guarantee. If you think you can find uh, a ticket at a price on another site, uh, lower than what game time is, you can bring it to game time and say, Hey, I found this on random ticket site XYZ. And they say, well, we'll match it and make sure that you are getting the best deal through us. That's how much, uh, game time cares about you getting the best deal through them. Um, game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. So if you're even worrying about like, ah, eh, will I go to the Hawks next Hawks game at home? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not, you know, seven o'clock puck drop. You finally stop being wishy-washy and make your decision at six. You go to game time. You're going to get the best deal right before uh, puck drop. And you're going to be able to get there uh, at the UC. Hopefully you bundle up. The UC has been freezing the last few games. Yes, it is. So if you're going to a Blackhawk team, bring an extra layer. You're going to need it. Uh, and take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Make sure you bring that extra blanket and download the Game Time app. Create an account and use the code CHGO for twenty dollars off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account with Game Time and redeem the code CHGO. That's spelled C as in CHGO, H as in Holy shit, CHGO is awesome. G as in Go CHGO, and O. Oh my God, it's CHGO. For $20 off, download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. I thought Robert Lozier was sitting next to me. It says spell out CHGO <laughs> in the copy, so you know what? I will spell it out. I just remind me of that. Oh, as in, oh, my it's, God, it's exactly, that's Robert Lozier. It's exactly, it's exactly what I was channel- channeling, yes, yes. I know a Family Guy reference when I, <laughs> when I hear one. Well, you know what? It's been a, it's been a tough week, and it's only Wednesday. <laughs> Nothing makes you feel better. Than bacon, That's a especially craft bacon, especially craft bacon from our guy Charlie the Bacon Guy. He's based out of Woodridge, Illinois, and he makes craft bacon and bacon jams mm-hmm. in over thirty different flavors. That's the bacon and bacon jams are all naturally cured, fully free of BS preservatives. It's all natural. There are no ingredients that Charlie can't pronounce himself involved in the process. Unlike most store-bought bacon, like that stuff you buy. That's not refrigerated, and mm-hmm. it's like just in a box, and somehow oh, no. you can take that home and eat it and not it die. It says put in microwave? Mm-mm. Nope. Yeah, I'm good. Not at uh, all. Charlie's is vacuum sealed. It freezes up great. It lasts in the package about 45 days in the fridge and six months in the freezer. hey Bacon jam lasts about 60 days in the fridge and about 20 seconds in your house. Uh, you can get six months out of the bacon jam in the freezer. Here are some of the favorite flavors that Charlie offers for bacon. Maple pepper, Nashville hot. French toast, buffalo, ranch. The ranch is my favorite. On the screen here, you see Dr. Pepper bacon. Dr. Pepper bacon's there, Jardinier, and the bacon jams, original bourbon, spicy peach. And what we're looking at there on your screen here, if you're watching on YouTube, that is the bacon archive. So everything that Charlie has made before, he has listed there. And if you see one that tickles your fancy, if you order enough, he'll make you your own batch. So here's how to get in touch with Charlie. Go to his website, charliethebaconguy.com, and get your order in. He can, you can pick it up from him. He can deliver it to you. He can meet you halfway or even ship it. He makes the bacon so you can bring it home. Mm-hmm. Starting now until December 15th, 2023, you can save 10% off your order at charliethebaconguy.com when you use the code CHGO10. Get your orders in and use that code to save and get those orders in for the holidays. 
They make fantastic gifts. Just imagine it's Christmas morning. You sit down under the tree and you unwrap a nice pound of bacon. Mm-hmm. And you say, I know what I'm going to do with this and go cook it up. Cook it. And when the kiddos are done opening presents, they've got some delicious jardinier or ranch bacon ready to go. Yeah. Like and that. Michael Evans in the chat, your eyes are not deceiving you. Red wine bacon. That's yep. a thing. Be like that scene from uh, Scrooge where he gives his son a pound of veal. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Except bacon. Better yeah. Bacon. Uh, I'm telling you guys, uh, Charlie has been a sponsor of my I'm Fat podcast for years. I've tried so many great flavors, and everything is a home run. He goes through a lot of like research and development. If he has an idea, he'll try it. If it doesn't work, he doesn't sell it. Mm. And he perfects it and tweaks it. Like the Old Bay one took a couple rounds before he figured it out. I think it's same with the Nashville good. Hot. Mm-hmm. So very good. Trust me, CharlieTheBaconGuy.com. Go there, give a unique gift for the holidays, but get those orders in soon so Charlie can start cooking your bacon. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Well, we're back tomorrow. No, no, Hawks. No, 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 no. Oh, what? It's still Black Friday savings time at our friends at Ray Chevrolet. You totally can't forget me. about oh, Black Friday, Friday sales. Totally event. skip me. I, I allow it because you were talking about bacon. Yeah. And I love bacon. Well, you can drive to get the bacon. But I also car. love Black Friday savings time at Ray Chevrolet and Fox Lake. So I have to tell you about it. Sorry. As one of the top selling Chevy dealers in the Midwest, you're always able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and all month long. So for the next 36 hours, you can save big at Ray <laughs> Chevy at during now. their Black Friday sales event, which you can choose from over 100 Silverados in stock. The perfect tailgate video. That's not all. Get 0% financing with $0 down and zero payments until... 2024. That's all the zeros. And speaking of zeros, zeros, everyone loves the word free, and that's what you get this month at Ray Chevrolet and Fox Lake. A free oil change. All you have to do is mention us, CHGO, when scheduling the oil change. It's a Black Friday offer you don't want to miss, but you have to schedule it by November 30th. That's tomorrow, according to my calendar. So as long as you get on the website and schedule an oil change and mention us by tomorrow, it doesn't have to be tomorrow. But schedule it before tomorrow. You're gonna get it for free, and you can buy with Ray. You can buy with confidence because of the Ray price promise. That's the guarantee that the price you see online is the price you're gonna pay when you walk into the dealership. In many other cases, uh, dealers are gonna raise the price when you come into the dealership. They're gonna ask you some really nonsensical questions like, "Are you a recent college graduate? Are you no. active in the military? Uh-huh. Have you recently had your contract terminated by an NHL team?" And in most cases, nope. the answer is going to be no. And that's when the other dealers get shady as hell on you and raise the price, saying the price online included limited rebates that (laughs) you just don't qualify for, pal. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Well, at Ray, that's not the case. The price you see online is the price you're going to pay with no add-ons or hidden fees ever. In fact, Ray will do everything possible to find additional savings for you, which is going to make that online price even lower. So visit Ray Chevrolet in person in Fox Lake or head to RayChevrolet.com to get your Black Friday savings on. They've been serving the community since 1963. Find new roads. Okay, now we can end. All right, we're back tomorrow, pregame at 5.30, Blackhawks and Red Wings. No Patrick Kane. He'll probably be there, though. He was at the morning skate today uh, for the Wings in uniform. (laughs) Don't care. (laughs) 48% meh on our our Twitter poll. 100% meh. It's still weird, but it's also not. Bubbling up the same you know, you, you know what's really cool to see? Even if Patrick Kane... You know what's cooler seeing Patrick Kane in a Detroit Red Wings uniform? What? Connor Bedard in a Blackhawks uniform. That's Thank cooler. You. That's pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow. 5.30 pregame, then postgame after Hawks and Wings. Another day, another game. We'll talk Ooh, to you tomorrow Hawks on the wings? CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Buffalo Wings. Whoa. Whoa.
all silly like the mayor. 